0: What's going on, everybody? I am your host. Well, first of all, good afternoon, everyone, or good morning, or good night, whenever you're listening to this. Today is January 23rd, 2023, and we are coming to you live from the den. I am your host, Cast Ty, and I welcome you to another episode of the De Real Real Podcast. Let's give it up. As usual, we are real people having real conversations about real things. As you're hearing us now, we're going to ask you for the HBO special. Yes, we need you to help a brother out. We need you to comment or critique, like, and above all, subscribe, share this episode. It means something to you if it touches you, if you know if it might touch somebody else, definitely share this if you want to reach us for further questions, comments, critiques, you can reach us at dot sce at gmail. dot com, or hit us up on our social media pages: Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Our name on that is at real underscore sce, and just so you have the spelling right, it's D A R E A L R E e l underscore s c e for the comments for contact of our email d a r e a l r e e l dot s c e at gmail dot com again we thank you for tuning in we thank you for being a part of this episode which was not really a part of the plan to be honest but we got a request uh, from our big boss. Um, specifically today's episode comes at a request from a close friend, uh, for, of, uh, the CEO and founder, Mr. Conrad Shand. He posted something on his Facebook and his friend Ben was like, y'all need to record and expand on this. So he sent a big boss sent it to us. So here we go. Now I'm going to read in your hearing, the Facebook post, uh, from January 21st it says thought of the morning. Before you rush in to help the kids of your family members, make sure you find out how they have been living. Were they under fear? Was there healthy communication? Were they allowed to hang with their friends? Or did that kid feel like a slave, biding their time until they're free? This is our boss now. I used to live in fear so much, so... That when my grandmother on my mom's side took me in, she went through drama. I had been living in anger and fear so long that by the time she got me, all I knew was Pharaoh was gone. So no more fear. He He later goes on to conclude his post by saying this. The problem with kids and teens who grow up in fear is unless they are in a state of worry, respecting others and places is not a thing. I have learned that it's simply not enough to say and think that you want your kids to have what you didn't or that you don't want your kids to experience what you experienced have a mind that is focused on creating a world they did not believe was possible. And in hearing that and kind of obviously, you know, knowing our boss and where he came from, he's worked very closely with a lot of us. Um, you know, I mean, that's a loaded post. It, it, it's not very long, but it's a loaded post. And uh, we're going to try and, you know, pick apart some parts. We're not going to be too long before you. Uh, We've got pretty much maybe a 20 or 30 minute window and uh, we're going to look to be on time. So, I mean, the first thing uh, that comes to my mind when, when, you know, when we hear this and when we, you know, kind of reflecting back on this post is. It is always good I, I mean in society and in life in general, you always hear that, you know, we should, you know, love our love everyone as we love ourselves, treat everybody with respect as we are to treat ourselves. But every once in a while you'll hear somebody come up with the question of basically what is wrong with this individual? Why does you know common courtesy and common decency and common respect and Common sense. Why does it not just click for this person? How come they don't get it? Does their brain not work? Like what happened to them? And that in itself is a loaded question. And I would pose this question to any listener is that, do you really want that answer? Do you have enough time to listen to that answer? Because oftentimes that answer cannot come quickly. And if it does come quickly, are you ready to mentally or emotionally endure what you're about to hear? And speaking to our boss, you know, he came from a home that, you know, in the late eighties and early nineties and or all throughout the nineties. You could dare say that maybe he lived in a middle-class situation. So he never wanted for everything. Grandmothers a pastor. Grandfather was an elder in the church. Um, You know, a a good chunk of if not most of his aunts and his one uncle raised in the church and um, you would you wouldn't think that you would hear this type of post come from him. So now you got to start asking questions as to why and uh, basically looking at this, we can say whether you're adopting a child from a foreign country or in your city um you know infant middle age uh not middle age but infant you know adolescent child um toddler young adult young teenager um i wouldn't say i probably wouldn't say anybody over the age of 16 would need to be adopted um definitely you can help them um but no matter where they fall on the age spectrum you know Everybody has to really sit down and 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 it would be a good thing. I should say I shouldn't say everybody has to, but it would be a good thing for you to really find out what was going on, because oftentimes you bring somebody into your house, whether it's a family or a stranger. And you expect a certain type of behavior or communication, and that doesn't happen. And it leads people to think, what am I doing wrong? Well, here's an answer. What if you never did anything wrong? What if something was done wrong before you came into the picture? And I'm going to say something that may be frightening, but what if your good intentions are just not good enough? Because the thing or the person that you are leaning your hand or extending your hand out to, to, to help and to care for What if they're already broken to the point where they actually need to be put back together? Do you have enough strength? Do you have the mental fortitude? Do you have enough focus? Do you have the time above all to be able to help that person heal or even expose the wounds because it may be infected, right? These are things that we often, I I don't know about you listeners out there, um, but I, I would believe that You know, my boss is not the only one uh, who saw the dramatic effects of a family member taking in another family member or friend helping a friend. And this person is so marred, marred, so confused, so hurt, so, you know, ready to be um, freed from their shackles, but at the same time. They've never been taught how to have respect without fear, have reverence without fear. Everything they do is out of the aspect of fear. If they hold a job, it's because of fear. If they make friends, it's because of fear. If they have a relationship intimate or otherwise, it's because of fear. If they, they run from something or to something substance abuse um self abuse fear and you know we can have all the nice acronyms about fear you know false evidence appearing real um you know we can we can dress it up and nice it up however we want but the fact of the matter is, is there's still an underlying presence of something that is going to cause those who are extending the proverbial olive branch of help to have their hand bitten, get a couple of scratches and maybe even be bitten. And it's going to cause you to sit there and wonder, should I actually have helped this person in the first place? Well, what if we could take a minute and instead of being quick to help, maybe we need to be quick to listen and quick to ask questions and, and and quick to wait for the answer to come. Hearing my our boss's situation and looking back at the boss's situation, when he talks about, you know, what he went through, you know, dealing and living in an environment where, you know, everything looks good and everything's clean, but emotionally and mentally you're broken because of what you didn't deserve. Now, people will say, well, you know, there's somebody, you know, in Africa and they didn't get this and there's somebody in China and they didn't get that in Russia and Germany. And at the end of the day, you just got to pick up your socks But then when you flip the question and you ask what's wrong with society, and you see, especially in this generation, uh, Gen Z, and everybody has an answer and everybody is pointing towards the person or the peoples or persons that don't seem to have it all there intellectually. They are not intellectually aware. They're not they don't have a self-awareness. They don't have emotional intelligence. And you hear everybody getting on a proverbial soapbox nowadays and and sitting there and saying well you know these people or this person and you and this person is is not emotionally intelligent they they don't have any self awareness they have they 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 they're narcissistic fear can drive a person to be so closed off that they are constantly protecting themselves because nobody seems safe. and I know that sounds weird because you'd be like, OK, well, you know, wouldn't the safest person you can find, wouldn't it be your grandmother or your family? It, in most cases, it usually would be unless there's been situations where grandma or aunties or uncles or friends have not being allowed to be consistently present in the person's life to a degree where their hands that were once ready to fight are down at their side, they're disarmed, and they're not looking for contention, but they're looking for love. They're looking for acceptance. What we have to remember is that just because you have the strength or the time to help somebody. Sometimes the biggest help before you give them a tangible result or a tangible thing. Sometimes the most tangible thing you can help you can give in helping somebody is your ear. But oftentimes when you're trying to help somebody, it's also encouraged that you try to help yourself. Yes, you may want to take in family members or you want to help friends or you want to be a help to a friend of a friend you don't know what you're getting into. All you know is that you have a heart to help and you wouldn't want to see anybody suffering in a situation where you hope you could get some help in. Well, here's the thing. You need to ask questions. You need to have ask questions. As Conrad said in the beginning of his post, before you rush in to help the kids of your family members, make sure you find out how they've been living. You know, have they been living in fear? Is there healthy communication? Because if they're living in fear and there's no healthy communication, then guess what? You're not going to get any healthy communication from them either. If they've been living in fear, they're not going to see you as their relief, as their savior, all at the same time. Sun is up. It's afternoon. Nice and bright and warm. They'll see you as some type of help. Nighttime comes now thoughts are to themselves and they're wondering or could be wondering how long is it until I have to revisit this situation? I'm still not completely comfortable because I'm depending on somebody and I don't know if they're actually going to help me. What do you do? How do you handle that? How do you look at this person without saying, What have I ever done to you to make you feel that I'm not going to help you or, you know, you don't have to be afraid of me. But the problem is, is this person has been in fear for so long. Now, to not belabor this point about the fear. We all have to understand that there is a separation. Hold on, everybody. Sorry about that. There is a space of separation between the time that the person gets help and the t- and the actual time that the person is helped getting help and is helped. It might sound like one in the same things, but what I'm trying to say is between the time somebody comes to help them and the help now exonerates them or frees them uh, from their proverbial emotional Mental burden. There's a lot of mess in there. And I'm not saying for people to say, you know, well, well, should I help you? Is your situation so messy that maybe just maybe I shouldn't help you? No, because you can still help. But what you need to be aware of is what you're getting into. No general takes the infantry, takes the troops without first scouting the enemy, making a plan of attack. You can't throw money at everything. When I spoke to Conrad, he let us know that everything that, and he said his grandmother said it like this, she doesn't understand why it's now that he comes to her and can't do this, can't do that. Seems like he won't do this and won't do that. It was because there's no more fear. The person who was going to crack that whip or drop a cinder block on his head or do whatever they were going to do to keep him in line. Well, guess what? That person's not there. So he has never been taught in his life. From day of adolescence up until whatever time he he moved out or got some help from somebody. He was never taught how to carry out these responsibilities without the fear of something happening to him. So now when he moves into a new environment, he wasn't around when that house was built. He doesn't know the in and outs of the everyday runnings as much as he should be able to ascribe what he used to do, the chores he used to do, the rules he used to follow in this location, he's not attributing those rules and parameters to this new environment why because the person of his fear is gone so unless there's a healthy conversation that that says this is what i expect i'm going to need you to do a b and c just like you were doing a b and c before the only difference is, is i'm not going to crack you upside your head I'm not going to push you down a flight of stairs. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And if you feel frustrated, I'm here to talk to you. I'm I'm here to talk to. Short of being disrespectful, come talk to me. I want to know how you're feeling. I want to know what you're thinking. And you will come to find out. Or I would say that would be a better approach. For you to be able to help somebody. Because if you don't know where somebody's coming from. How can you know where you're going with the help that you intend to give them. You'll just be wasting your time and then you're going to be frustrated. And the problem that comes out of this is after somebody has been burned by somebody close to them. Family friend, friend of a friend, family member, whatever it is. You start seeing different changes in people. Now, some people, not all people, I'm not going to say most, but there's a demographic of people in this world that they are able to continue being them at the core of their value of loving, being empathetic, sympathetic, and helping people. And no matter how many times they get slapped in the face, they get spit in their face, somebody uses and abuses them. And that, that person may not change who they are. But then there's an aspect of people who will not, will look at, well, I try, and they'll, they'll look at situations, they will look at circumstances, they will look at other people, and they'll say, I could help this person, this new person who never did anything to me, but I'm not going to because of what happened in the past. So now look at the situation you have. You have one person who left a situation because of fear, and because of that, the, with the fear or the fear of an individual being gone, they're like nobody can't tell me to do nothing. And then, because of that, you have the person who was once willing and brave, and compassionate, and empathetic and sympathetic and rational, where they were once willing to go out and extend their hand to help and love and care for people and see them get back to a place where they can be a healthy member and contributing member or grow into being a a contributing member of society you now see that person start to withdraw their hand you start seeing that person back up and this is why we need to be careful when we're taking in Extended family members, friends of friends, even friends that, you know, even if you've been friends with them for 10, 20 years, you really, unless you lived with that person day in and day out, you got to understand there's over 16 hours a day or just about 16 hours a day where we can account every day for how this person thinks, for how this person acts, for how they retreat or how they attack their fight or flight stage. We, ha- we can't account for how this person handles that because here's at least eight hours when they go to work or when they're at school or with the, when they're with their friends, whatever they're doing, you can't account for how they're acting in these situations and all of those atmospheres that they might be in all of those atmospheres, all of those situations, all of those circumstances are integral In how this person has been shaped. And the worst thing that we can have is fear. Leading somebody's life. To the degree where it causes destruction and ruins people from being willing to help. That's what I get from this post. We definitely want to help our family members, but do we know how they've been living? Do we know what they've been suffering with privately? And here's the pro uh, here's, I would probably say, a personal pet peeve of mine. I, I solemnly, wholeheartedly dislike when somebody's like, Yeah, come talk to me. You start talking to them and they give you a cliche statement. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to be a a Gandhi or a Buddha or the most well-spoken, mannered, uh, extended vocabulary, uh, a a walking thesaurus. I'm not saying that a person has to be able to, to, dare I say, Obama-esque a room, be able to speak to any tumultuous situation and... Have it just be, uh, go from a raging sea to a calm beach. That's an acquired skill that takes practice over time. That's going to take years to develop. But the one thing that we can do every day is sit and take time to assess the situation better. Ask questions and ask the tough questions. Ask the questions that we don't want to hear. Because oftentimes, and, and, and maybe, again, I, I like to use the phrase oftentimes, but let me back up. I would assume that there have been more people hurt because they didn't ask questions. Dating, marriage, school, college, university, workplace, friendships, enemies, people that you just genuinely don't like. How whatever the spectrum that you fit in it. Is did I, did you, did we, did I probe enough? Did I ask the hard questions? Did I have any questions or was I just listening so I can literally take the time to sit back and really digest and reflect on what I heard? And... It still doesn't mean that you can't help somebody while you're doing that. However, you will walk. I I feel like an individual or people will will walk a little bit more uh, gingerly. They're going to take their time before they just throw everything and do everything they can to help somebody. They will say, you know, what is the best way to help this person? Does this person need therapy? Do they need somebody else? That is employed by a service or an institution to help this person. Because at the end of the day, there has to be help cannot be help without balance. And this is maybe a point that I want to stress the most. Just because you can help somebody does not mean that you know how to help somebody. It's not a bad thing. It just means before we say we're going to pull the trigger and say, yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm going to help here. Yes, I'm going to do this. we need to ask some questions. We need to get the right information to find out how is it best to help this situation, help this person, help these people. In closing. I'll put it like this. I went through a situation where. You know, hold, hold on. I got to drink my tea for this one, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep it real. And, um, you know, in the workplace and I uh, go to this guy and I'm like, yo, you know, whatever you do, you need to be careful around the company right now because, you know I mean, you don't want all these ladies that you find attractive you don't want them running out there and running to HR and running up your name and putting harassment cases on you and causing you to be in situations with the police. And, you know, just just walk circumspect. Be careful who you talk to. Be careful who you give your number to. Now, this is a guy in case you guys couldn't fit heterosexual male cisgendered, however you want to classify he him. You know, what I mean, he him male them, whatever it is. Body, you know, works out. You know, decently handsome guy. I thought he was God's gift to all the women. So I gave him I was like, you know, my dude, you might you might want to hang back. You might just chill out a little bit. Man, said, nah, dog, I got this. Yeah, you know I mean, ain't nobody gonna do nothing to me. Da-da-da-da-da. Nine months later, nine o'clock in the morning. Who do I see in the boardroom being fired? Like, to be honest, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I got the perfect one for this. No, 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 not that one. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, like, bruv, I know y'all gonna clown me because, like, yo, it's like, how do you not know where your sound effects are? It is what it is, man. Like, we all getting through this. Leave me alone. (laughs) But no, but seriously, let 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 me throw that again. Yo, the man, fired. So, like... When I look back on that whole situation, you were the man. You didn't need nobody to give you instructions. And now you end up getting fired for the same thing nine months later that somebody's done give you a warning about. Anyways, he gets fired. My man's doing his thing and causing all type of ruckus for me and people at, in the office and you know mashing up the workplace from afar. And He's doing the worst. And you know I mean? Till this day, he's still doing the worst. And I look at that. And somebody said to me, Cass, why didn't you just stay in your lane? You don't got to help everybody. You don't got to fight everybody's battles. You don't want to come in like Superman and control the situation or you're not the man. I'm not going to lie. When they told me that, that hurt my feelings. I, I, I'm not going to lie because I first the first thing I thought was how am I being ridiculed for helping somebody? How is this guy going against me for trying to give him insight basically i showed him i say yo dude like it's like it's like me committing a crime and and saying and somebody coming to me and say yo dude the police is around the corner you might want to run i'm gonna keep watch for you i'm gonna keep six i'm gonna say all right cool you know thanks for you know you know thanks for the handout thank thank you but no this guy got mad went off the deep end try to ruin my life i was like all right bro And then I come home and I'm talking to my peoples and they're like, yo, dude, like, yo, why you always got to be up in the mix for it? Like, why couldn't you just hang back and let the person and I'm like, bro, we have enough black men being arrested, being blamed for sexual harassment, rape and all this stuff. If I could help somebody just by the aspect of my words, if I could help one guy, one more black guy, not be that black guy, I think it's worth it. So either way, it came away from that situation now and I'm sitting here and I'm stewing because it's been going on for like three, four years. And I'm like, I could have had three, four years of peace had I not said anything to this guy. And when he got fired, all he would have done was just be like, yo, dude, they fired me like I can't believe it. And I would have been like real for real. Oh, oh, for real. Man, that sucks. Like I would have just act like I didn't see it coming. You know what I mean, cause nobody wants to hear I told you so, and you know that's another thing that's been told to me over my time, and it's just like, how am I going through this for helping somebody and now? Like I'm like, all right, next black guy that comes in, yo, I ain't saying smack to him, and sure enough, two more guys got hired just like that. One I didn't say, well, both of them I didn't say nothing to. Um, I mean, one guy got fired and. So that's, you know, I mean, like beer girls came out and just started sitting there talking about like how, oh, he did this and he said this. And when I passed him, he said this. And I'm just like, oh, okay, you go to HR yet? Nah. All right, cool. Do your thing. The next guy, he got exposed at a Christmas party, so I ain't even going there. But that's a whole nother story for another day. You know, we keeping it real. But I say all of that to say for me personally, I don't genuinely know. If I want it, even by verbal warning and verbal help, if I actually even want to extend myself to say, hey, dude, there's a gun pointing at this direction, whatever you do, don't go down there. Because I don't know if that person is still going to do what I probably just gave them a heads up not to do. If they're going to turn around and blame me and say, oh, you if you had to never said nothing, nothing would have never happened in the first place jamaicans would call this good smoke because you called it into existence listen man like yo all right it ain't my fault the girls in this situation like one girl came back and she's like i thought we were friends how come you didn't tell me i was like i told you from the first guy that you saw that was crazy not to talk about him and you went you didn't talk to him but what? because this guy works out you went talk to him all right bro like do your thing so, like, now I'm in a position where, like, mentally, and I'm I'm just being honest with you guys, uh, all you listeners out there, male, female, cisgender, transgender, whatever, it doesn't matter. This is not a matter of gender. This is a matter of, you know, thoughts and awareness. And me personally, I can honestly say to you guys, I don't know if I'm going to tell another woman, hey, be careful of that guy. Now, if he's a, like, killer, he's off his meds or something like that, yeah, I'm definitely going to say something. But if it's a situation where he's like a, he's a creep, and she not trying to listen, oh, bro, she on her own. I see any brother, white, black, Chinese, Indian. Oh, he, you guys gift to you all women. All right, dude, you gonna find out just now. You clearly forgot me too is a thing. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that brother swim, and if he wants to swim with great white sharks with some chum around him, hey, I mean, yo, it's gonna make for a great show. Like I'll call from the beach, but I'm not gonna sit there and put myself in a situation and. Open my mouth again to say anything to brothers who don't want to listen, especially the brothers. If I feel that you're a person that you just want to do your own thing and you're the man and you know it all, all right, walk into oncoming traffic. I got my DNR signed ready for you. Do not resuscitate. And that's sad. But why should I sacrifice my own personal peace out of the state? of helping somebody. And these are the things we need to to weigh, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's a friend of a friend, common stranger. We need to think twice because all not all help is the right type of help. You need to assess the situation. You need to ask questions and you need to see exactly what is the best fit of help for that individual. You need to have questions. You need to ask questions. You need to find out the real story of what's going on behind this person because what you don't know about an individual's situation will cause you to get some PTSD, it'll cause you to have some fear. And the people that actually need your help now can't get it because every time you see somebody in help, you're like, oh, uh, I don't know. And I'll be honest, this is where I am. So like if you're listening to this and you you know, you think you could provide me some 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 methods and some ways to help somebody or even help myself get past this fear and say, you know, like I said earlier, you know, don't change your mindset help people but be wise with your help i think I, I think i think that's probably the best piece of advice anybody could give to me or i could give to myself if you think differently like i said hit us up on our social media accounts instagram twitter tiktok all at the real real underscore s-c-e that's d-a-r-e-a-l-r-e-e-l underscore s-c-e and, you know, we'll be sure to respond. Again, if you're messaging us and it's supposed to come directly to myself, make sure you put at CAS, C-A-S. And, um, you know, our people's you know administrative and so on will get it to me. Um, but, yeah, you know, let me know what you guys think. Again, thank you for taking, you know, 36 minutes out of your day, 37 minutes out of your day to you don't know, kind of just hear what we have to say um there's definitely a part 2 to the situ- to the story um in terms of our boss conrad um even myself i got some real stories on 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 situ- similar situations so if you want to hear them you want a part 2 or a follow up to this episode definitely let us know hit us up on the email hit us up on our social media accounts until the next time, peace in the T. streets and the Middle East. We love you. Thank you. Hit the like, comment, critique, subscribe, share. Follow us on our social media accounts. My name is Cast Thank you for spending tonight with us. Have a great day. Be blessed.